Welcome to the Abuan Chronicles podcast. This podcast is hosted by five black Muslim women, Hafsa, Ikran, Istahil, Sahra, and Umm Khair. This is your host Istahil, hailing from Edmonton, the city of the frozen, and home of the Oilers. Join us every month as we talk about our personal experiences, pop culture, identity, politics, and more. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Boan Chronicles podcast. On today's episode, we're doing best of the decade and we have some special guests. On this episode, it's me, Istahil, and Ikran. We have two guests. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Uh, my name is Abdullahi. My name is Najib. That's it? That's it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Abdullahi is a returning guest and Najib's first timer. Actually, Long time listener, uh, first time uh, on the podcast, how is he? Yes. And due to popular demand, you know, they told me to come back. So. <laughs> we did. So we thought you guys would be great for this episode. There's a lot that's happened over the past 10 years. So what do you guys, like, do you guys remember what you guys were doing 10 years ago? What was happening? um, Where you guys were at the time? I can start. Uh, 10 years ago, I was, I was actually in Africa. I was, uh, the beginning of 2010, I was in Africa. And then mid, midway through the years when I came back to Canada from my Dagan Ellis sentence. So yeah, that, that it's it's been uh, like 10 years ago, I was a completely different person. I can tell you that. I don't even remember like 10 years ago. I think I was like a teen. What, was I 15? Was I 16? I don't even remember. But it was like peak Twilight era. And it was like school. I think we were doing IG at that time. Completely different time. Complete Like the world is so different now compared to like, 10 years ago. And it was like much simpler time, I feel like. What are you talking about? It was so stressful. Like if we were doing IGCSEs, which is like the British um, International Standardized Test, that was some hard stuff. Like I don't know why we did that. that. The thing is, even though you know what's crazy, my life wasn't. It was actually extremely busy because I was doing uh, IG, and then after that we had like Mestrituksi. Then after that we had a private Ma'alin <gasps> that oh used to come God, to our house. Me too. We're living the same life. Oh, I, I know because our parents were like really close, and like even like I was doing three different things, and I would go to sleep at ten, completely knocked out. And even then, I would say I would trade my life. You know, like how simple it was, and how you weren't stressed about real life issues. Adulting is crazy, man. Okay, so it, it was so much fun. And like I that. guess. It's worth saying that, so, Istahil and I were both in the UAE 10 years ago. And then, so, like, I feel like that's kind of why, also, why I was different. So, what about you, Najib? What were you doing 10 years ago? So, 10 years ago, uh, wow, life was so simple. Uh, I think I was in in middle school or something. And, like, the most stressful thing for me, I would say, in my life at that time was going to, like, soccer practice and, like, going to Duxi. So, like, I think my Dukes tried to keep me as occupied as possible as well. Uh, like we would have school and then I would come home from school and then like, if it would, depending on if it was like a Monday, I think Monday, Thursday, Friday was my Duxi schedule and then like Tuesday, Wednesday was like soccer schedule and then like, depending on that, like right after school, you're doing that and then you're coming home straight, like I say nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, whatever homework a, a middle school child has, I would have to do. And then, boom, you got to go to sleep and wake up and do the same thing all over again. Oh, my God. And the way I used to despise that life. But now that I look back, it's like, that's all I had to do. It was amazing. About. It was fantastic. It was, Olahi. Those years, your life had amazing routines. Like, you knew what you were going to do. And, like, yeah. So, it was 
Simpler times. Like the way I remember, I used to hate it because my mom was very no nonsense about that. Like I'd be like, I'm gonna fail school. She's she would be like, fail. I don't care. You're gonna do all of this, and still, you know, like that's how you're gonna live. You have no choice. But then now, I wish I had that strict structure that I had back then. You know, the discipline. Mm-hmm. I guess for me, the highlight of ten years ago, I would just think about the summer and then what you're saying. Like it was like doing IGCSEs, um, exams and stuff during like the year like during right before summer and then like the world cup hitting in 2010 yeah. and then Kenan and then that was Kenan that was, was a great huge summer in 2010 that was the world cup in south africa right yeah that's, that's one of the best things that happened this decade when it comes to our culture everyone got exposed to what somali is and stuff like that he put somali on a lot really yeah because yeah. he, he showed he is canadian but he was showing his somali flag a lot more oh yeah i remember the yo, i remember the uh the like the canadian people got pressed because yeah at the at the like the show and at the final game in uh i think it was johannesburg or whatever yeah. like he was draped in like somali, somali gear, gear. He didn't, and, like, he's not wearing nothing yeah, canadian. no canadian stuff bro like they were pressed we were in the middle east so we didn't have that sense of canada you know so to us yeah. it was normal like i never thought like, yeah. canadians got angry over that Okay. Yeah, and it didn't feel weird. Like it felt like okay. Of course, he should be rapping Somalia. Like who else would hear it? <laughs> this is this is third culture kid culture. Like really, we didn't have a sense of like Canadianness or Somalianness at that time. So we didn't even like to me. It was like oh, I don't know. He was so Somali. That was the latest world. Like I don't know why. Like that's I debatable. Like, that's debatable. That was debatable. Uh, uh, for me, I think that was the best that I kid like. Because I don't remember any World Cup before that. I don't think okay. I watched any before that. That's probably why. So okay. like. 2010 onwards well the next one was when Germany no wait Germany won that one right Spain won won that one and then Germany won yes okay yeah it feels like a completely different time like I don't think I even had a phone did anybody have a phone uh 2010 is when the blackberries were yeah people had phones back then I just didn't wasn't allowed to have a phone I think I got (laughs) the blackberry at the end of that year or maybe yeah, I think no. the end of that year is when I got the black. I I remember I remember like the the middle school elites or the the people in my <laughs> my classrooms, they had all had blackberries, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it was the strangest thing because I couldn't even like call my deuce to get yeah. me. No, I couldn't even get, I couldn't even get an iPod at the time. <laughs> <laughs> so the fact that these guys had like working cell phones that they can call each other with and like that's I was they're like, the elite. Najib Najib didn't uh, like you know back in the day when you know um, the plans were a lot different and everything was not unlimited and you had you're allowed to make calls past 6 p.m. only oh I mean you're allowed to make calls during the day but you just had minutes but it would be free after 6 p.m. and data wasn't really a huge thing back then I don't think there was it there was was 3G wasn't even a thing 3G was yeah 3G wasn't even a thing yeah wait what was BBM based on then like what it like was it like a text messaging kind of thing yeah but everyone that had a blackberry could message each other that's how it was like a Uh, right see as as you can tell i never had a blackberry but i was very also proud of not owning one because i was like i thought it was like i looked down you were a different type of person but i also had no phone so like i was just i thought that was my coping mechanism but then even then like i think i did get a phone during the blackberry era but i just refused to get a blackberry so i got like a sony ericsson like a slide like the walkman slide up thing and it was like is it the sony ericsson the flip ones Nah, it's the no, one, it wasn't a flip. It was the ones that used to slide up, right? The slide up? Yeah. Yeah, and then like... And it was like, like red. And the thing is, like, I remember 
begging my parents for a phone. Mm-hmm. And then when they finally said, okay, like I didn't even know what phone I wanted. <laughs> so I had to like start watching videos. But you, but you were anti uh, Blackberry then though. Yeah, I knew I didn't want a Blackberry. That Blackberry that I had, the Blackberry Bowl, the 9900. <laughs> you remember? I think, I remember my 100%. It's your first phone. You never forget. I think uh, it had uh, like a new trackpad on it too. And because yeah, the other trackpads were a little bit yeah. different. Yo, that was the one. It, the old Blackberries had the trackpad on the side. Um, yeah. And this one, it was in the middle of the middle, screen. Like, yeah. on top and of the it, was, it wasn't like, you know, the ball that the curve had? Yeah, it was like, it was square. square. There you go. Okay, wow. That was like wow. some nice technology back then though. Like that phone was go. ahead of its time. I, I still reminisce to, to the point where, you know what? I don't know if you know, but recently they brought it back. I wanted to get it just, just so I could have it. Yeah, like I, I cherish that phone. A lot of people have been like dying for the older phones. Like I think the Motorola one was like they were coming up with some new design or something mm-hmm. recently. And people have been like saying they want to get it. Yeah. But I like I think it's just for that nostalgia. Like it's not because people. It's not, exactly. It's not for the actual specs or anything. No, they're yeah. like we're gonna use this as a second phone, please, please sit down. Literally, <laughs> trap phone. Yeah, like this generation, honestly, nostalgia, and this generation are it sells, are one and the same obsession. Thing? Yeah, it was right there, like this. Like this. <laughs> people will do anything for nostalgia, which is why, like. I guess we can get into like Disney Plus is a huge thing and Disney in general. Mm. And like a lot of things are based off of like our obsession with nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Best TV show, Game of Thrones. Yeah, this is, is it, not up for discussion. Is that, no, I mean, it could be up for discussion. No, Does anybody not. have any other answers? Well, um... Oh, when did The Office end? In like 2013 like, or some shit. Yeah. Okay, but I wouldn't compare. You guys, let's relax. You can't compare The Office to Game of Thrones. It's just not comparable. They're just very different. It's okay, like, okay. How about we all say... Friends. How, yeah, about we all say how, how about we just all say what our favorite TV show is? There you go. Of this year. They're all shit. Of this decade. They're all yeah. not that good, even Game of Thrones, but, you know? <laughs> I mean, you know, no. But I'm not going to lie. The first three seasons... Nothing got me as hype as the first three seasons of Game of Thrones, so I'm going to give it to Game of Thrones. So you're going you're gonna to give your whole judgment based on only the first three seasons? Yes. Wow. You know how many people when I there's nine to watch the show? I made so many people watch the show. So there <laughs> were three. There was so there were only. So you just said right now they only had three. Only three out of eight good seasons. The thing is, the first three seasons were so good compared to you know. Season seven was good. Season six was six. Sorry, season six was arguably the greatest. The greatest season, season out of the out of the nine six. That was this. That was okay. That was that was the season where in the first episode. No, no, that was the red wedding was season three. Yeah, no, but season six was the first episode. That was when uh, John comes back to life after being killed. That's when he leaves the Night's Watch. That's when uh, Ramsey Bolton Jamie? takes. The yeah. one where Jamie meets up like the dragons when they first see the dragons. Yes, yes, yes. That's that's when uh, Ramsey Bolton has the North. That's the Battle of the Bastards. That's, oh, the Battle that's of the huge. Bastards. Those were good, but they're like the thing is once you do three amazing seasons, you need to go up. Like you know, you need to be better and like blow my mind. But like I was expecting all that to happen. So what did happen? You know. I don't know, you guys. I have high standards when it comes to fantasy. Let me, let's just say that. Okay, what about you guys? Oh. I think Breaking Bad. When did that end? The end of this decade, right? I think for me, Breaking Bad was probably one of the best series for this decade. I know Game of Thrones obviously had the hype and the people behind it. Breaking Bad did too. But I, it's just the way it ended, uh, the Game of Thrones ended, um, left, uh, I'd say, a bad taste in my mouth. It was, it was rushed. It didn't have... 
the I don't want to say it didn't. Why was it rushed? It was it was it was very rushed, as you could see. The last the last season was was it was, was garbage. It was six episodes. There was no need to. You could have easily stretched the storyline that was remaining. You could have stretched it out into like I say, maybe a season and a half, two seasons worth the television. But they shortened it and they they mashed it all up into six episodes, and that was very disappointing. It's the because fact, you know the saying? books weren't out, so I feel like they got lazy. Like you no, know. No, but the books uh they they veered off the books a while back, did they not? No, they read off the books in season five. Yeah, season, season five. five. Yeah, but I remember I was. I think I watched a George R. R. Martin interview, yeah. and he said that they're gonna. He's gonna release his version of the ending, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think HBO just was not rocking with it, and they said, "Yo, nah." So we're gonna make our own. And I think they told him to hold off on it until the show finishes. But no, I think he's very famous for not writing his books in a timely manner. Like that guy's been writing for game this whole series for a long time, and people just got mm-hmm. tired of him. And I think mm-hmm. he said he like he's not. It took too long for him to write the book, so they're like, "We're gonna do whatever we want to do," exactly. And they ruined it. <laughs> but yeah, it left a bad taste in my mouth. So that's why I'm I'm gonna go with the the Breaking Bad for me. There were so many. It wasn't Vampire Diaries part of this decade. Like when we were talking about oh. cult, like cult following, like shows with cult following, like with a lot of people. Oh my god, I was part of that. Cult, and even Teen Wolf and like MTV shows were all this decade. The, the rise and fall of Shore MTV too. Just came on the beginning of this. Wow. wow, that was crazy. That was garbage though. But people used to watch it, but it was very yeah, garbage. No, Jersey Shore. Oh yeah, but it's back now. They're doing like a whole like really reunion. Like uh, yeah, I saw it on TV. Like they were doing like some kind of reunion. One of them was getting married. Anything for like television, right? Reality, reality TV. Yeah, it was a big deal this because of the Kardashians, right? They really Ooh, the Kardashians they're the winners are of this like decade. a very core part of this decade. Let's be real. Whether people love them or hate them, they are. Yeah, they're the ones that changed reality TV, and I guess because of that, I don't know why MTV like doesn't do stuff anymore. These, these, because it was so in the beginning of this decade, it was such a big deal. Mm-hmm. MTV's market has been stolen by um, YouTube. Yeah, remember MTV was music video channel, and like everyone's streaming everything online, watching everything online. Like I don't know if their appeal was ever reality like it was music videos draws people in and then people just watch everything else yeah well the concept of music videos has has i don't want to say died but it's completely cooled off from 2010s the early the biggest like since the beginning of the decade if you look at it in north american music so are those the whole only shows that made it in 2000 in the decade that's all we could think of no okay well it's different when you're asking for a favorite show and just like shows that were a big part of like Another show that I liked was The Blacklist. It's still on right now, but The Blacklist is, is I I really think is wasn't that that assass- isn't it that politics one? The politics, yeah. I, in general, I'm like a, a politics junkie, yeah. and when when you're able to do like when you're able to do something with the show that you wouldn't consider it would happen in real life, is uh, what I like to see, and they do that a lot with with The Blacklist. Okay, if we're talking politics. Mm. The first few seasons of House of Cards. House of Cards, yeah. House of Cards until it got canceled for reasons we won't mention. Yeah. And and also uh, Scandal was a personal oh, favorite of mine. What about Grey's Anatomy? Isn't yeah. that such a big Grey's Anatomy thing? started in the last decade, two thousand four, right? Yeah, like it it started before the decade and still going strong. Still going I, like Grey's Anatomy. I can say I love Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I don't. I don't. I've never watched Grey's Grey's Anatomy. Um, yeah, stretching that man. Oh my god. Are they trying to make it into like a soap opera? Like I feel those, like it's gonna end uh, up being Days of Our Lives, Younger Restless, Days of Our, you know? the, the Bald and the Beautiful, the Bald you know? and the Beautiful, like Raven fifty oh years. Oh my god! Uh, I used to actually watch um, 
these of our lives at one point. And it's so like weird. Like religiously? Like you would keep up with it every single week type of thing? One summer. It was one summer. I think I used to, my mom used to watch Young and the Restless and mm. a Passion, this other show called Passion. And for some reason... Oh, Passion. I remember Passion, but yeah. that was the last decade. Yeah. How do you remember that? How? Yeah. Well, clearly not in the same age group. That's why. All right. Probably. But Passion, I remember Passion. I will Amazing. never forget. Passion had this one scene where this person was mm. buried alive and they called from the, the the grave. Come someone to come and save you from the grave. It was the funniest shit. To this day, I remember that scene. That's why I'll never forget that show. It's hard mm. to find like best show of the decade. What show has a good ending? Like what show is overall good from beginning exactly. to end? Exactly. So there's, there's, there's a lot of like, you know, good shows, but like, you know, f- for one to stand out, it's pretty hard, you know, from start to finish. This is why I feel like Game of Thrones really is because it's, that genre that no one watches let's be real like harry potter game of thrones people really are not into fantasy type shows and that's why they don't get funding it's mostly you know like the the uh, jane the virgin those type of shows get funding so first jane the virgin was good yeah, until but, dina rodriguez <laughs> wanted to like act up <laughs> but you know what i mean like game of thrones for it to you know unite all these different type of people to watch like random people that say you guys watch Flying Dragons. I remember someone telling me that. You want me to watch a show with Flying Dragons. You think I'm I, fine. It's probably me because I hated on you a lot. You really did. But like, I'm just saying, that's why I feel like shows like that deserved an award. But anyway. But Harry Potter was also the last Deathly Hallows was part of this decade. Oh, and really? It was, yeah, it yeah, was, it was 2010, 2010 and 2011. So part one and part two. I still haven't watched part two. You know, oh I understand. Gosh, you're so lucky. I, I haven't watched a. Si- I don't think I've watched a single Harry Potter movie. What? Oh. Huh? Huh? Oh, I'm sorry. My God. <laughs> like yeah. I, I know the gist of like what happens and like who the main characters are and what have you, but like I don't think I watched like. Um. Yeah. Uh, how do you I don't know that, how to like, react. How do you avoid that? that? It's pretty. Uh, I feel like just muting, muting, and just like beating them up. Right nah, now, nah, because it's, it's not that hard. Like you just, whenever it's on TV, actually, it was rarely on TV. Anyways, to be honest, like you'd have to see. There were so many reruns. Yeah, I mean, Wait, do you yeah. not have siblings? I do. Like older siblings. I do. Different siblings. Yes, multi, like he's the youngest. How yeah. did you get it? You know, in our house, everyone had to watch it. Like you didn't have to like it to watch it. You have to watch it. No, really. Like I remember we were in Dubai. Like Matt would send us a DVD player, and then you remember those bootleg CDs that was in the yes, they had like oh my God. fifty movies wow, on them. Wow, wow. Yeah, throw that back, you, they used to knock on your door and give it to you, like Chinatown, that kind of bootleg. They sent us Harry Potter, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, like that. And it was like mm. Christmas. Okay, it was like the best gift they could give us. And everyone had to watch it. <laughs> that's how it was. Mm. But no, the Harry Potter, like the last... Oh my gosh, you know what I remember now? Mm. Guys, there's a dark place on Facebook where people role play. And I was a part of it. So What? <laughs> people... Why are you exposing yourself? Because <laughs> it was so Did funny. Did you just guys. say you're... <laughs> like, Why like, you like, yourself? Because like, looking back, that was the funniest thing I ever did in my life. Like, I remember I got, oh my gosh. Okay, let me, first of all, let me explain, guys. Mm-hmm. It's writing. So, like, people, so I remember accidentally coming across this realm of Facebook when I found, like, different Glee characters mm-hmm. having Facebook accounts. It was weird. And then my friend got into it, and then she told me about, like, this whole, like, role-playing thing where you basically, like, make a Facebook account as a character. And it could be, like, a character in Harry Potter that doesn't really exist, a real, like, Harry Potter himself, one of his kids, whatever, and you write. So you're writing, like, kind of, like, short stories kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then 
people will continue the story. So it's kind of like you're that character and you're like the voice of that character. Is this pre-Tumblr? This was actually like around the same time as Tumblr. But it was very like, I think that definitely elevated my writing skills. But it was very interesting. Like I didn't like, I only knew a few of my friends who were doing it. I didn't know anyone else. But literally people you're that character so like let's say you're harry potter you're talking as harry potter but mm. it's like fan fiction but kind of like on the go people writing and continuing each other's stories you guys found so it was pretty a, interesting found a unique but it was facebook that's all i'm gonna say yo oh my god it was the weirdest but i was also very like it was so exciting like someone would write second part and then you write the next like what you what you think happens next i personally didn't like um the people who role played at the, as the actual characters because for me it was kind of like i already know those characters enough that i can't take you seriously you had standards yeah like i would only like do it with people who are like the next generation of harry potter as in like you know their kids their characters you don't really know them who they are so it felt easier to like be able to create those characters versus like being hermione and then like, mm-hmm. whatever but it was a very interesting you know what the thing is i remember it was very popular in our age group and i never i'm sorry that was the weirdest shit ever it was weird then it's weird now oh my gosh now it's weird but i had a lot of fun but it was so weird like i don't know how i did it wow that well i looking back like <laughs> that was so weird that shit. was the og stand culture <laughs> but um yeah but it was really good like you know i got some writing in i was a bit i was creative i didn't know i was that creative but you know it happened but anyways harry potter was definitely part of this decade and i feel like it's going to be a part of like not the way J.K. Rowling's moving. <laughs> They're gonna cancel her. How to like she's actually so messy, so but <laughs> but she keeps doing like remakes and different versions. So I don't know if she's gonna let it die. Talking about JK? Yeah. Mm. Okay. JK Rowling. I still can't you know you really need to watch Harry Potter, I'm sorry. I don't know. I I, t- I think I told Sab this already. Like I plan one day in the like next ten years or whatever to sit down for like a few weekends and just watch like all the Harry Potters. All the Marvel they're on movies. They're, I don't know if they're on the, now, but they're, at one point they were on Netflix. Yeah. No, like, like if nothing, I feel like the, I love the first three movies. Like I truly love those movies. They're just I. When, you know how you always read the book and you're like, oh, the book's always better than the movie. Yeah. Those yeah. movies are really like they're not as close to the book because there's so much detail lost in the book, but. I could recommend those three movies without reading the book. The books are timeless. I think. Like I feel like I could read it now and enjoy it best technological advancement in my opinion it's the instagram like the instagram <laughs> you know how social social media instagram didn't exist until 2000 and i think 11 or 10 yeah yeah like before that point people and you know when it first started i remember people were like why am i gonna go on instagram to post pictures and all every anyone ever did was post pictures of like their book their coffee you know people didn't even do their dog like, yeah their you know? dog a tree that was Instagram. Like, everyone's feed was so messed up and jumbled. But I loved it because I'm a visual person. I loved it way more than, like, Facebook and all that stuff. So it was, like, a different... That's I understand why everyone, you know, like, a lot of people didn't like it, but visual people liked it. I never understood Instagram in the beginning either. Oh, well, in, not either, but I didn't personally... I didn't understand Instagram, like, in the beginning. I, I, I think I joined Instagram... 2016 end of 2016 wow that was kind of late yeah yeah i was i was was late on the bandwagon but i i've always been a a twitter guy okay now i think i joined i think i joined like 2013 but i didn't do absolutely nothing with it 
Like uh, he was those, you know, fake accounts, zero picks. Yeah, I was a straight zero pick. <laughs> there like, are a lot of those. Locked right account, now. zero picks. Locked, locked account with zero picture guy. I was, like, <laughs> I was that guy for like the, for maybe the next five years, and then I started really using it like last year, I would say, twenty eighteen. I would have never thought Instagram would be what it is today, like ever. I thought it was like at most, I thought it was a scrapbook, like online scrapbook. That's mm-hmm. how I I visualized because I was like I I like I said I used to collect pictures and like put it in books and stuff like that and that's why Twitter never appealed to me but Instagram really did but now Instagram is like a business type of thing like you yeah. you have your aesthetic you can't have a, and I guess now that's why a lot of people have zero pictures because of the stress of posting like so many people have like anxiety posting pictures back then I was like yeah. oh you see a sideways door take a picture and post it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like, that's how much society has changed. Yeah, and also, like, not just Facebook, um, uh, Instagram alone. Like, there was also, like, Vine didn't exist. Snapchat didn't exist. Yeah. Uh, I think Airbnb was just created, I think, maybe in 2009 or something. Like, there's a lot of these, like, they, these tech giants that are, like, Uber. that are in charge. Uber. I think Uber was... Lyft. Lyft. Lyft was definitely... It was made in like the, the like 2012 or 2013, but like all these tech like giant companies, they they started in the past ten years, and yeah. look how much Dad. look how much they've changed the world like respectively. It's insane because at uh, first you know you heard like oh when Apple the first iPhone came out and the biggest thing that we would think oh it's like an iPad or sorry yeah. an iPod that you could call on that's the that was the biggest selling point. <laughs> And like it has a yeah. touch screen, it has a touch screen, and it's an iPod that you could call with. Yeah, the iPad was the biggest invention. I'd say one of the biggest inventions this decade because it was the first. I'd say, uh, de- I'd say the first device that wasn't like a laptop, and also was compatible using a touch screen, and it was easily portable and stuff like that. And that's how the wave of tablets came about. They created tablets. Really? I thought no, they didn't. Yeah, they, they were the first people to, to put everyone on tablets, right? Yeah. They popularized The term didn't them. exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the term didn't even exist. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Are you guys yeah. saying that iPad was before tablets? Yeah, they, they all, they're all based off uh, iPads. Wow. You know, as much as I hate Apple... They're really out here. Like iPhone, wasn't it the first touchscreen? Yeah, it was phone? the first. Yes, phone. Yeah, it, yes, it was also the first first touchscreen phone, the iPhone. Yeah, I remember. I, I, I had though. the first uh, iPhone in high school, and it was like, like looking back, it was really bulky and really big. But compared to all the other, it's like you know a phone that you have all all your songs in. You have this touch, you know, like YouTube was this weird TV. Yeah, the, the old, the old like nineteen sixties broke up TV, right? How funny is that? Like what? I, iOS one. Yeah. And now we have nah. Google Siri and Google Assistant, and like you know, people that run a program can run your whole life. Guys, I remember when they came out with the iOS update. I think it was iOS four that allowed you to have like your like background screen that was different. Yeah, like, from a black screen. And like I was losing my mind. Like I said, oh my god, this is the craziest thing that's ever happened. It's actually, but then Apple is really good at repackaging old stuff to make it seem like they invented it. So they're They're really good. Well, they they their philosophy is just because we didn't do it first doesn't mean like we did it. Just they did it first, but we did it right. That's their mentality, which makes sense. But like a lot of the stuff they try to sell people, it's like. Really? You're trying to make me buy? This is what I hate. I feel like in the next 10 decades, they're going to make us pay for shit that we took for advantage 10 years ago, like we said, right? Because before, you could buy a memory card that's one terabyte for like what? In Dubai, it was like 10 dirham. And now, to get an upgrade on your phone is like $1,000. Yeah. 
For- no, Apple like literally makes so much money off of like their memory because I bought my Pro and it's like 500 gigabytes and now like they sell it for 250 and then you have to like upgrade to get the 500 when 500 was a standard when I bought it. Yeah. Uh, oh, you're talking about laptop? Uh, yeah, yeah uh, like laptop the Apple storage, MacBook. Yeah. I pay for iCloud space, man. Like, there's unnecessary. Like, I don't. You should be yeah. You should be able to upgrade like how much storage you have in your phones. But you know, I made the decision to get sixty four gigabytes a long time ago. <laughs> That's when you took the. Uh, Najib was living that sixteen gigabyte life for a very very long time. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. And then when I got this phone, I got like two hundred and fifty six because I was like, never again am I dealing with. And it's crazy because the softwares themselves like take up like eight gigabytes. So mm-hmm. you, technically, that phone only has eight GB. Yeah. I want to fight. It's I'm sorry. Scam. That kind of stuff, re- it's my pet peeve. I get so angry. It's a scam. It truly is. Like, at least try to scam me properly. Like, you know, do something. <laughs> I try to convince you. But, like, I'm getting scammed with my eyes wide open. Well, yeah, that was, I feel like, the, one of the biggest. I don't know if Android's, uh, I don't have an Android, but do Android still have, like, where you can have the external uh, extra memory you can, like, add on? I think yeah, so. depends, on, it, right? depends on the company uh, you buy from, but a lot of companies do offer it still. Yeah, and not only that, like Samsung, for example, some of their phones don't, but some of their phones do. So just you go for the one that you know, the one that does. We'll see. What do we will see? You're gonna get another. You're gonna get Android. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually because I, I feel like I'm. I'm in a cult right now. I don't like this. I hate being restricted as a customer. The whole point of me being a customer is I should have the freedom to go everywhere. They take they take full advantage. They, I heard that the new uh, MacBook. Yeah, one Zahra, our podcast. Remember, she updated her uh, MacBook with the new OS. I don't know what it's mm-hmm. called. And mm-hmm. now she can't use Catalina any... or something. Yeah, and she can't use any Bluetooth Bluetooth headphone because they deleted the software for external Bluetooth headphones except for the AirPod. What? You know? So, like, so she can't use... She has to buy either AirPods or... That's, all, that's her only option. Or she has or to beats. use... Uh, or Beats, in. yeah. Beats. I feel like Beats might work. Yeah, really? They own Beats, yeah. No, any Bluetooth. Beats, beats is Apple, though. Oh, yeah, beats beats is owned by Apple. Right, right. Wow, that's crazy. You see, th- this is what I don't like. I don't like being put in a box. And that's what Apple is trying to do. Well, they're slowly doing that. They're, they're, gonna, they're like crossing off, hey, you can't go here. You can't go here. And... Oh, I have a MacBook. I have an iPhone. Uh, next, I'm gonna get. Uh, I'm gonna get. They're gonna produce new products. They're coming. They they made a. They came out with what the credit card, right? Yes. Yeah. Now I'm gonna get an Apple credit card, and then they're just gonna keep on making new products. Obviously, that will help change lives and make lives easier, which is true. <laughs> no, but like this was their goal from the beginning because they kept saying the Apple ecosystem, the Apple ecosystem, you know. And so now they're trying to make it a reality where you don't have a choice anymore because if they get rid of your charging port now you're gonna have to rely on their chargers you know like that kind of stuff yeah. the lightning cable that's why yeah. they haven't changed it to usb type c uh, the, the, the new macbooks are the new yeah slowly apple really did that this decade you know can they not come up with buying cars that's what i want to see the next decade <laughs> I, I i guarantee you they might come out with cars or something because it will be or oh, watch them say you won't even have to connect your phone uh there's going to be this place where you just place your phone and everything will be moved on to like the computer i'd say you know the little screen that you get in in, in your in your car yeah 
So yeah, everything from the phone is moved there, and you can access that. everything, huh? They already have that in the in like. Well, Apple CarPlay type yeah, of thing. CarPlay, yeah. yeah, they're gonna take. The uh, they're gonna take Apple. Well, in this case, Apple perfects everything, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're gonna take Apple CarPlay to a whole other level. That's they're gonna, gonna um, collaborate with Elon Musk, and they're gonna. Is his name Musk? That sounded weird for a second, but anyway, he, you know, they're gonna collaborate with him and come up with the Apple Car. That's like Tesla Apple hybrid. They were actually supposed to collaborate with the TTC and put like. Um, the uh, Prestos on the like Apple Pay thingy. I've been praying for that. I've been praying for that. So, we're, so you're telling me by the end of this decade we're going to be both Disney citizens and Apple citizens? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I've yep. actually done. Mm. They they literally own us. Like we and we do it. Like we do it ourselves. Watch them have like a, a place where to come up with an app where you can store your IDs and then you'll have your driver license, health card. Uh, social insurance it's already going that way like i wouldn't be surprised if that happens within the next four years or something yeah it's gonna be very soon yeah they're taking advantage of our obsession with convenience i think that's like another thing right Mm -hmm. like all these apps all these like ubers lifts uber eats Mm -hmm. doordash like all of them it's i i personally right now i don't even use you know those you know how before people used to have like uh in this case at the beginning of the decade people used to have like rewards cards right like your air miles your petrol points uh president choice card your uh i'd say chapters you know book rewards everything so i have all that in one app right now and i threw away my wallet so i only have four things on me my license my health card my debit card and my credit card I don't, I'm not gonna lie. I don't even use my debit card like that because I remember I lost it at one point and all all I was using was my phone. That's literally me right now. I forgot my credit card at the library and they said they like stored it for me and I have to go get it from them. But like I'm managing off my phone that I'm just too lazy to go to the library and get it. We're going to you know I robot. That's gonna be us. And we're gonna be complacent. We're just gonna be like ah take us there. You know, I don't mind actually. In a way, I don't mind because I love convenience. Why should I live a hard life when I can live an easy life? You know. At the same time, I love my, you know, my information and my data to be mine. I want to have control over that. But at this point, you can't control it because it's like technology is evolving too fast for politics. Just like how now, like that's another thing that happened, like genetic data being so accessible for people and like 23andMe and that stuff, that blows my mind because 10 years ago, you could have had a fatal disease and no one would have known. Like, you know, you would have been like, oh, sorry, we don't have the technology to test for this. And now you could do a 23andMe and test and they'll tell you your whole history. Wild, Olai. I don't know the 23andMe concept. Although you guys did a nice episode on it. I, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's the when I see YouTubers do that stuff, I just want to throttle all of them. Like irresponsible. Is everyone's like, oh, check your twenty three and me, and then they they're Somali or whatever, and they get like Middle East or whatever. Obviously, you're gonna get Middle East when they don't have enough data. Like that's all they're gonna use the data they have, and that's exactly. what they have. And then they update, and they're like, update turns out I'm ninety percent Somali because you made all these Somali people take the test, and now they have. <laughs> Now they have all those, uh, all the uh, DNA data on you and stuff. Yeah, and like, how many people got arrested? The good thing is that they are solving crimes because relatives are taking, you know. Oh, there's people. So you out here committing crimes and you're sending your DNA to 23. It's not them. Your cousins, your far removed cousins, or people you don't even talk to will take it and you'll get a 98% match with them. But I mean, like, in this case, they're selling your. They're selling your genetic your info, right? so it's kind of like, do you want them to have that on you? But also, like at this point, 
you can not like maybe you don't do the test but someone in your family is going to do it and then they still have your information so it's kind of like uh how do you oh you're you know? sc- that's the thing that's the point they these kind of companies profit off of ignorance like if they don't tell there's no politics related to it it's never going to be brought up to the public everyone's going to think oh it's for fun you know the stuff you mm-hmm. do for fun and so you know, you're dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's actually crazy. In the next 10 years, we're definitely going to see some kind of scandal happen based on genetic information because people are going to get fired because, oh, you have a chance of getting cancer in the next 40 years and we don't want to risk it. Sorry. We're not giving you a permanent contract. Yes, pretty much. Ooh, Watch yeah, some like insurance stuff. companies. Do you think insurance companies Oh, insurance companies won't give you life insurance based because um, due to your, uh, I'd say, your family your, history. Your predisposed. And the thing is, they won't ask you for your family history because these companies are selling your information to, to you insurance companies. So it's like, uh, you don't need to tell them anything. They already have a big search. Like how, you know how employers search your Twitter account now and mm. your social media accounts? It's like that. Ooh, yeah, employers search your social media account. Yeah, I'm really going to leave mine, man. <laughs> I don't think they'll find you. Does it have your name? It doesn't have your name. No, but I think there was a time where it was my, like my government, and then oh, um, wow. I think if you just search it up, like you'll see it. Like there's some, there's some way somehow that it's possible that you'll just see it. I knew what I did was um, I I started off social media with I'd say my official government names, and then when I seen how obviously it was important, and then how you need to make sure that you're social media is clean and employers look at it i deleted everything cleaned out everything and then aliases i obviously used what i use right now and then i had fake ones set up so i had fake ones of hey this is actually me but i haven't posted in like two years oh my. and then every every now and then i would just post hey you know this happened is this because you watch all those politics shows uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yes i was paranoid yes to some yes degree. I've always been a very paranoid person. Like, if you go on my Facebook, you'll never, you'll find maybe ten posts every year. Because I was like always scared that someone might find it. Turns out I was right. Because people are out here getting canceled. Oh my god, canceled culture. Nah. I feel like I cleaned out mine right before cancel culture became huge. And like, who's really coming for us? No one's. No one's really coming. For but like for me, I think. I was always semi like unless you know who I am, you won't know that's my account. And you know that's why I made another account where you know people once they find that one they're not gonna look for that's my other very true Twitter. actually other account you know, i like you guys as proxy yeah i have like one as soon as you search my name that's one's gonna come up that's gonna throw you off the you know, literally trail. exactly so you search my name my my fake one comes up and like not it's not fake but it's a real but it's just the one i don't use the right one you don't and use. then it'll be it'll, i feel like it'll satisfy you enough because my picture is there and then it's something stuff that i would actually say too right it's yeah, just that exactly. the stuff that i don't want i don't want to say want being out there but people to know more about me i'd have that in my personal account yeah yeah i've always used alias because my name is just way too unique so like I I could have never my name not is, many even when I Google my name I'm one of the people that comes up so it's like I'm playing myself. Have you guys ever Googled yourselves? Yeah, of course. Mm. That's how I make sure I need to know what's out there so that I know like what you can find and literally everything you can find I made it like accessible like that like whatever you can find is because I want you to see that when you search. You know when I got paranoid, Facebook connects everything. Like Facebook is connected to your Pinterest. It's connected to your Goodreads. It's connected to your, like, before. When you were making an account in the mid-2010s, right, everything was, like, logging through your Facebook. And we thought it was because it was easy. But it was really Facebook trying to control 
everything that we log into. From the beginning, when I had Twitter, I made Twitter like like in two thousand nine, two thousand eight. So I never wanted people to find my Twitter. So I used a different email completely. That's fine. Like to my um to my Facebook and to my anything because because it always recommends friends, right? So whenever you make a new one, you use the same account. Mm. You say, oh, like, do you want to add your friends? And I never wanted to come up in my friends list. So I was like, yeah. I'm using a different email yeah. completely. I, alhamdulillah, I, I was never in, like, a situation where my accounts were linked because I went through phases of deleting emails and stuff like that. So each time I had a brand new email. But I never, I decided to always sign up with, with an email versus me using Facebook. And that's why my accounts are never linked. But there's only one time where, I, I made a mistake on Instagram where in the beginning, obviously, as I said, I had my names. But I changed it. But right now, uh, my account is locked. But when it was open, you could search my name. But just because that one time, yeah, my name, it's, done. W- it's still, it's always going to be there. Even if I change my at name, yeah. it's still going to show up. Hey, so my, my, my at name right now is not my government name. But since my original government name was the original at, if you search that, it, my current at will come up. And my account will show up all the pictures and everything, yep. which is wild. That's this. That's one thing we learned this decade, right? Like being aware of your internet footprint because before it was all a game. Like literally, the internet was just a game to me growing up. It's like whatever I wrote, I never thought it would come back to me. Imagine how embarrassed those people that wrote on Quizilla feel, and like those people that wrote fan arts because they probably thought it was private. But now it's like it's so, wild. So the first half of this decade, we were just all just running around on the internet and then the second half of this decade we all learned our lessons yeah all like smartened up hey this is you can't be doing this you can't be doing that if you want to do it you got to do yeah. about it this way that way so yeah. that's why i kind of i look a little bit feel sorry for people whose tweets from 2010 get pulled up uh, like if you're if you're getting caught in 2019 or 20 2020 for tweets in 2010 um a, I'd say you're an idiot because you should you, sh- you should know by now. Like there's there have been plenty of plenty of uh, I'd say uh, examples where that's happened. And right now, if you feel like it, you should look and delete now. You mean unless you decide to delete your account and make a completely new one? Yeah. Sometimes it's worth it, will I? Yeah, but Let the go. thing is, people are obsessed with social capital. That's the problem. They don't want to lose yeah. their follow account or whatever, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. that's true that's probably what it is but it's hard like like i mean just because we're on the topic of it like camilla cabello (laughs) her tweets came up and that's on tumblr like who the hell is gonna go back on tumblr and be like what did i say like her account first of all the only reason why they caught her is because she posted pictures sometimes but otherwise her ah her like entire feed you would never know who that is it wasn't her government name yeah or it's something that you could associate her with. it was only because she posted like a few pictures Um, here and there the thing is that's stan culture right like when fifth harmony came out that was peak tumblr era where people were literally documenting every single post you post like at that time when a celebrity put are you kidding me when one direction came out every single thing they've ever said is like on someone's wall like anything they've ever tweeted is already on someone's wall. That's how obsessed like Justin Bieber, you know that whole ma- mania. People are yeah, really but back then that. people weren't really cleaning up their social media, right? It's like something no, what people I are mean doing is, now. There's no point in cleaning it up because while you were saying it, it was you were so popular. While you were saying it, people were saving it. While you were saying it, does that make well, sense? I mean, that's for people who are who who like who were famous then. I'm talking about people who are on the come up right now. If you're listening to this, you're on the come up. You see it. Like you, you're, you see that you're on the come up. Delete your social media, please. Right? Not delete your, but delete your old tweets. Delete your old posts. Anything that you might 
we're all different versions of ourselves right now. That's another thing that this decade that became a big thing. Literally acting like the FBI <laughs> when you meet mm. someone. Like people searching up people online just to find out their mm. whole life story. My favorite thing is on Twitter, you know those people who do the best investigations and then drop a threat based mm-hmm. on this, this, that, that. I don't know. Like I yeah. don't have an example in my head, but there's people who, like on Twitter, like when they do investigations, the craziest. And they put two and two together. Yeah. And it's it's just wild. Yeah, yeah. That, right. That's very, it's becoming more and more common too. And I feel like at a certain point, you're doing the most, you know, like at a certain point, this is harmful to that person. It's doxing. It's just going to get worse the next couple of decades. Like your whole people are doing Google Home and uh, Echo and they're selling it for 99 cents so that more people could buy it just so mm-hmm. they could have, you know, know more about <laughs> everyone's getting spied and they can on. Listen I'm sorry to, to put house. on my tinfoil hat, but like we're all getting spied on. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I, I plan on like I'm per- I per- plan on personally like becoming a Luddite. Like there's no technology in my house. Like at one point. I, I don't know, later on in life where I want zero technology in my house because it's just too much. Like, and people can like spy on you and stuff. It's just so wild. We're going to see, like, I'm for sure, we're going to see the extremes. Tinfoil. I'm, I plan on living in the middle of the mountains. The only way you're going to have to see it's me is not have a drone. I'm That's sorry it. to burst your bubble. It's just not realistic. Uh, well, sorry. <laughs> There's people who do it right now. <laughs> the monks. Period. No, no, you guys don't understand. It? Like this, this sub guy has been saying this for like at least four years now. I told you, man. He's like, nah, guys. Like in the next, I don't know, ten years. Ten years. years. I told you, man. Thirty-five. I'm, I'm, I'm gone. I'm where? Gone. Where? I'm going. Thirty-five. We don't know where. Music, we don't know what he's gonna do. The, the whole point of me Please. being gone is you don't know where I am. Okay, I am but like, gone. have you looked at the environment? Have you looked at global warming, climate change? I, I mean, that's why I'm doing my research. And at 35, hopefully, I, I'll be, like, I'll have at enough 35? research. At 35, I'll have enough research and I'll know where to go on okay. this earth. It's not, it's like, you know, um, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day. I don't know where I'm going to go right now, but I know I'll be gone. It's going to be somewhere quiet, no disturbance, no technology, not much technology, but I'll like somewhere like in the mountains or in a forest or like... Something like that. This sounds like my dad. And have like a very, like, very simple life. I wake up in the morning, just, you know, uh, if I'm like... With your goats? If I'm like um, gardening, oh, something completely different, you know? Like, do just doing small stuff and then going to bed. Wake up the next day, repeat. That's it. And then coming into civilization, maybe like once a year to see family. Like extended family. That's In the it. next 10 years, we're all going to be living under a dome. Okay? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Nah. We'll, ca- we'll call you on the podcast in the next 10 years, inshallah, if we're still doing it. And you can tell mm. us how your life is going then. Oh, I'll give you a nice update by then. Or it's, it's, it's probably right before I leave. So, you know, or we'll see, inshallah. Okay, let's talk about the best, finally, the sports moment. Oh, sports moment! Did does, you want to? Does anybody have uh, any any sports moments that they would like to share? Um, you want to start with other ones first? I mean, yo, we all it's four people, right? Okay, four different stories. Okay, uh, hold on, I'll start with one. For me, a lot of players who I watched growing up, like Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, like retired Dwayne Wade. So that's yeah. like a big sport. Sport like it's like finally the generation where. Um, where I grew up watching are starting to retire. And I kind of understand 
like you know the people who watched like Michael Jordan back in the day and I could see why they would say Michael's the best yeah exactly so it's it that's one of the things I've noticed this decade where a lot more people are retiring who I watched growing up yeah, you're showing your age, bro. Showing my age? Yeah, you're showing your age, bro. Relax. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> it's I'm, fine. I'm happy it's with gonna my come age. out when you're talking about decades. I'm sorry, there's not much you could do. Mm. I don't know. I don't know for sports. Like I'm not really a sports person. Mm. But I guess when Serena Williams I know the Serena Williams <sighs> conversation, like, oh my god, every single time Serena Williams was trending on Twitter was like it was so polar for some reason like people were talking about it in a positive way and a negative way and i feel like she's just a person of the decade if we're being honest and like but the one thing that really stood out to me was that south african runner that they wanted to kick out of the female uh running yeah. because they thought that yeah. she was too masculine oh, um semenya yeah Cassie the runner semenya. yeah, yeah. Semenya. Semenya. yeah. Semenya. i feel like i wanted to do a whole podcast episode on that because it was just so crazy how people were talking about it and like how pe- how little people understand you know biology and how it works but at the yeah. same time how people use social agendas to overshadow actual problems sometimes it was mm-hmm. actually it was very interesting i feel like that story really stuck out to me uh, speaking of south africa wasn't oscar pistorius also this decade oh yeah you guys know who oscar pictorius is nope it, it's the, it's okay. yeah, yeah so no, he was like a paraplegic uh, athlete and okay. like the man had no legs and uh but he was like a, a runner and he used to do like i think it was uh like a 100 meter 200 meter like yeah. the relay all that stuff and so and he like I, I think yeah i think he was found guilty of it of killing his girlfriend in his oh house. yes that was also this dickie that was a weird story man i actually did hear about that I, but i didn't know that he was pair yeah, the man had no legs, bro. Yeah, he, he has those... Um, the prosthetics? Yeah, the prosthetics. Yeah, there, prosthetics, you yeah, prosthetics yeah. there you go. There you go. Also, Usain Bolt was this decade, yes. too. Like, the, yeah, the, he, the rise and... I don't want to say fall, but, like, the retirement... It wasn't even fall. He, yeah, he was went out on top. He went out on top, yeah. yeah. So. Even Mo Farah was this decade. Mo Farah, yes. For some reason, I can't remember the Olympics like that this year. I don't know, did any... Yeah, Mo Farah was 12 and 16. Yeah, it was, 12, it was 2012 in London and it was 2016. Yeah. Ikran, you were there, were you not? Yeah, because I was in London in 2012, so that's the only one I remember. This is Oh, I was too. <laughs> what? That's so crazy. You met Ikran, you met that South that South Korean South Korean archer, 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 yeah. archer whatever. And um obviously we're gonna save the best for last. Oh, no, uh like I think I think uh I I'm like the most I watch a lot of sports mm-hmm. and and uh really yeah so and I think He's really well-rounded. Yeah, I think it's safe to say I'm well-rounded. But um, I think I have a favorite moment from, like, each sport randomly. Wow, and, okay. Okay, go for it. Yeah, so in, in we're going to start off on my dance side uh, in hockey. <laughs> uh, in 2010, um, when can I doubt anybody even knows this, when uh, Canada beat the U.S. in the gold medal game. In uh, in Vancouver. Winter Olympics, yeah, right? And, 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 and that winter, was really winter, good. That was that mm-hmm. was really that was an iconic moment for let's say Canadian history mm-hmm. here. Yeah, that was a top. Five. I never felt more patriotic in my life. It was crazy. <laughs> well, that's the one, least they could do. I'm sorry. Was yeah. that was the Olympics in Canada at that time? Yeah, it yeah. was in yeah, Vancouver. Yeah, it was in Vancouver. Yeah, it was a pretty big moment. Um, and okay, that's that's hockey. I would say baseball. I think I think me and Sab can say. Joy Batista? Yeah, Jose Joy, Batista. Ho, Joy Bats. Oh, Joy Bats as his yeah. nickname, yeah. 
Um, there is this very iconic moment in 2016 where 2015, 2015, 2015 yeah. yeah, 2015 October. I don't know when exactly, but in October they they were going to the postseason uh, in the playoffs, and they have he has this one iconic moment where um, he flips a bat, and I'm pretty sure people seen it on Twitter yeah. and stuff like that. Well, I know that Toronto Twitter ish use it a lot, but it's this amazing black bat flip that caused a lot of drama and stuff like that, and it was really iconic because he scored a home run. I think we won that. It was game. a series winner. Yeah, we ended yeah, up winning. We ended up winning that game. So, yeah, so that was baseball. In terms of football. I'll say the, the Falcons meltdown, uh, the 27-3 uh, uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl final. You know, say when the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Tom Brady, won, uh, I believe at the time it was his fifth Super Bowl. Does it, yeah, Doesn't it he fifth, always win? I feel like, I don't know anything about football, but all I know is Tom Brady. That guy, you know, listen, okay, I'm going to show my age here, guys. But that I was in kindergarten, I believe, when that man won his first Super Bowl. And he is still winning Super Bowls. Yeah. And I am not in kindergarten anymore. So it's, <laughs> it's been like, I'll say, almost 17, 18, almost 20 years, man. It's ridiculous, man. The guy's he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And then uh, in terms of basketball, um, you know, this this one, uh, there was a lot of debate. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying? There was a lot of options. You had that to we fight had to for choose. this? Yeah, I had to fight for this one. I remember, like, before the podcast, we were discussing it. And and uh, there were uh, a lot of a lot of iconic moments that were thrown out, but uh, this one prevailed, and it is none other than uh, the 2019 Toronto Raptors. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Whoa! I would have never guessed yeah. you were going to pick that yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I know. I think it's going to come as a shocker to some people. <laughs> but uh, I know. But yeah, so like this is coming from somebody who's um, grew up in Toronto their entire lives. Mm-hmm. I think I can speak on uh, on behalf of most Torontonians and Raptor fans when I say. Like, yo, bro, we never thought this was going to happen. Like, if you talk to me... Even, when you're the underdog your whole life. If you talk yeah. to him in 2010. If you, no, if you talk to me, like, last April even. Like, in April, like, during the playoffs. Hmm. Like, there was no way, like, in my that was going to happen. And then, uh, like, we won the first round, uh, as expected. And then we went to Game 7 against Philly. You know what I'm saying? Niggas the were most making, iconic shot. Man's were making dua. Like, <laughs> I, think I, remember, I think I remember I showed Sab. Like, I was ready to quit. Like as a fan, mm-hmm. uh, I was re- I was gonna resign. Oh, guys, yeah. Najib has this uh, very nice thing. When Raptors lose during the playoffs, Najib would go to this. Uh, uh, well, he he he's very creative on Twitter, and he would make these <laughs> memes. And it's Najib showing up to like you know those are they called AA meetings? Yeah, alcoholics. <laughs> Alco- yeah, so he would show up to those. Yeah, alcohol anonymous. So he would show up to the AA meetings and sitting there, and he said hi. <laughs> He would like it, it, the the or I'd say the 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 dialogue like it would say hi my name is Najib and you know um, can you actually say what would you write yeah. oh no it was this was like back in our losing days guys so like uh, forgive me if I don't remember because you know that was such a long time ago mm. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah it was, it, it was it was rough like uh, it was like it was like somewhat AA meetings and like we we would discuss why we're still fans and like what we're going through and like the hardships that it was but you know let's not dwell on the past. Um, <laughs> We're champions. Yeah, we're champions now. We're champions and, now. And we'll be champions forever. There's a banner up in Scotiabank. And yeah. alhamdulillah, you know, it's, it's going to stay there for forever. It was actually such a big deal, though. All of Canada was, for some reason, Torontonian. The whole of Edmonton, people were wearing Toronto. I'm like, wow, what happened? My my Toronto Raptors journey is, uh, for this for this year was really, I'd say, very interesting. I was in Africa. I was in Africa. So I went back to Africa for the first time since 2010, actually. So um, I went... I went back. Uh, I left during, I'd say midway during the playoffs, right after Philly is when mm-hmm. I left. Uh, I think the Bucks, 
is when I left. Yeah. yeah. It was the Bucks when the, when they were playing the Bucks. So we're down, I think, 2-0. That's when I left. I went to Africa and then me and my mom, what was interesting is me and my mom had this bet and I told Hoya, I'm like, Hoya, um, I think the Raptors are going to win this year. I just said it as, as for fun. And my mom loves debate on the Raptors and stuff like that. And my mom watches basketball and she's like, ah, oh, she's like, I don't think they're going to win ever. And my mom was like, was a big Kevin Durant and Steph Curry fan and stuff like that. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, Abdullahi, if, if the Raptors, come to the final she, she didn't even think they're gonna reach the finals she said if they come to the finals i'll pay for your flight back wow okay and and a ticket that's what she said i'm like oh really say no more so i just went to africa like obviously there was i, I was my hopes weren't that high and everything we were down i think we were down one game and then the bucks we played the bucks and then we were down two games yeah, down so, two yeah and then i was like you know we're gonna lose whatever and watching these games i'm not gonna lie to you, i watched every single game um it was like 3 a.m. in the morning. 3, 4 a.m. in the morning. Wow. Dedication. Dedicate. Are you crazy? Dedication. During Ramadan too. During right? Ramadan too, yeah. Oh, so so yeah. there's times where I had to like obviously eat and uh, eat while watching uh, basketball and stuff like that. And there's times where I like, I, if the game was so like heated, I would sk- I was, like I would lose track of time and I would skip suhoor somehow. And mm-hmm. I, I, just, I just see, oh, it's Fajr for I have to pray. But... Um, it, we reached the finals, and then I was I was like, "Hoya!" I got, I got the first thing I did was call my mom. My mom like she picked up and she was laughing because she was watching it here too. She's like, "Ha, oh, Abdullah!" I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "You're gonna come back?" I'm like, "I want to come back, but I know I can't come back because <laughs> it's it's like a little inhuman. There's that's too wild. I wouldn't be able to fly back and stuff like that because the prices were just too wild. Even if I did come back." Yeah, it, it it wouldn't be worth it. So I said, and who knows when I'm gonna come back to Africa, Africa again? So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'll celebrate when I come back. But I ended up coming back the day <laughs> of the parade. That's what. Oh, I great! Back. It worked out. Yeah. Oh uh, no, but I didn't. I missed the parade though. But that, it was a good thing that I missed it. It was really bad. It was a great parade. What are you talking about? I mean, it was a great parade because Najib stood there at Fajr. Like I, <laughs> a man like me, if I showed up, I would be at Lakeshore Avenue, missing everything. Oh my gosh, I wish I went to Lakeshore. I was so stupid. I went to that. I went to Nathan Phillips Square. That's where did you go? Kind of, yeah, come on. What time did you go there? I went there like 8.30. Yeah. Like, I, okay. Like, I wasn't going to go Fajr. But the thing about <laughs> it was, I sat there at 8.30 and I'm like, wait, I'm not going to stand here until, like, they're supposed to come at 12, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, why am I acting like I'm going to wait here until 12? Mm-hmm. And it was, there were so many people. So I was like, nah. I was. I remember at one point I was doing a layover in Amsterdam, and that's when I started watching the beginning, like the leading up to it. Yeah. Like, hey, like you know, um, uh, like all the everyone's talking about. Oh, this is what's going on. They're all talking about the Raptors' accomplishment this year. Will Kawhi stay and everything like that? And then right when I was like, time for boarding is when they started driving and. Uh, you'd see like Mr. Superfan and like because he was the first, if I'm not yeah. wrong, right? Yeah, yeah. Superfan and that, that guy. It just, paid out for him. Well, I paid out. Well, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. 25, 25 years of being a season ticket holder. That's wild. Oh, he's just rich, man. He's, he's just big. rich. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to be rich be yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's I true. would be a season ticket holder. And too. and like you know, like we weren't alive. Uh, as in, I, I wasn't alive you were when alive, Raptors were yeah, formed. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, I couldn't be a fan at the time. Now the, I remember the the parade day was ridiculous, man. I, it was like it was like. You said you came eight thirty, right? Yeah, she came eight thirty. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember my she friend was there like the night before at like I'll say like eleven p.m. and tour like midnight because you know people in Toronto they don't do nothing but line up 
and go online. Wallah, he was there. The, he was there like 11 p.m. the night before, and I told him to send me a snap around like 2 a.m. There was like maybe 500 people, and then he called me up again around like 4 a.m. And that's when I woke up, and he's like, "Yo, it's, it's getting bad. It's getting bad." I ended up leaving. I think I would say around like 5, 5 a.m., 6, 5, yeah, 5 o'clock. We got there around just before 6. And like, like if I don't know if you guys, obviously you guys can't see you like where I was. But I think, Sab, you remember like from the pictures that yeah. I had. Bro, like I was like pretty much near the Toronto sign. And that was, that was rather back compared to like the front. And that was at 6 a.m. So, wow. So it must so, have like completely filled out by the time they were driving. Oh yeah, by then it was ridiculous. One hundred percent. Oh, it they, was it was filled up before they, they started. Driving. They probably squeezed like two hundred thousand people in there. Like that was ridiculous. I, there was no space even to sit down or nothing. I think yeah. it was also recorded. I think the biggest parade of any sports yeah, team it was like three million people. Three million people in Toronto at that time. You know they say stuff like that, but I didn't realize it until you guys started telling like at what time people start lining up. Yeah. But like you know, it's because it is a big deal. It's the only Canadian team. Exactly. It's Canada's team. It's not Toronto's it's team. Truly. It's not so, only Toronto's team. And yeah, this is their I, first win. So it's like, obviously, one, if oh they didn't God. do all that, I'd be disappointed. Wow. Fam, I thought I was going to die. Like, I went, I, I stood in the line, and then I, like, realized, like, okay, I'm not going to be able to stand here. And Omakhir was coming, and she there's no way she could get to me. So then we decided to, like, we looked at the path, and we're like, okay, we'll wait here. But they decided to change the path that they were going to take. Like, they weren't going to go on. They were supposed to come on Queen Street, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. And then they decided to like stay on. Was it university? Yeah, yeah they were on university the entire time. Yeah, yeah. They, they and then detour, so like yeah, right. they did a detour. Yeah, like they were supposed to. They were supposed to come on Queen Street, but they ended up like they had a, a whole bus like blocking Queen Street. So we're like, okay, this doesn't make sense anymore. And then we went on university, and it was just so crazy that I ended up just going back to lab because I was like, what could dimana And it was like twelve, <laughs> and I heard people on the phone saying like like talking to people who were and they were like oh yeah we're at lakeshore like they just left us now or something like that and it was going to take them at least like two hours with the number of people to get like they didn't come until three they right didn't, yeah, three. Yeah, they didn't come to nathan first of all they were scheduled to come and it was around like 12. 12 o'clock yeah they didn't end up yeah. coming until like 3 30 i felt so yeah. bad because there was this guy like that was uh i was like standing in the like in the uh, nathan square next to me who his convocation at ryerson which was like like right beside nathan Fellow square his convocation was 3 p.m Okay, so in his mind, he's like, yo, today's going to be a great day. I'm going to go to the parade. I want to see what the Raptors. What school would have a convocation on that day? It was June, yeah. It was, it was, mid, it was like June 17th. Oh, it was June, all yeah. of June. Oh, yeah. yeah, so in his mind, I felt so bad for the guy. Like, he said, yeah, I'm going to go to the parade. My parents are going to have my suit and stuff ready for me. And then, like, uh, I'm going to go. And then by the time it's done, I'll have an hour or something left before my convocation. I'll go to my grad. It's going to be a lovely day. Uh, like, 11 o'clock comes. They're nowhere near where they are. 12 o'clock comes. They're nowhere near where they are. He's like, okay, I'll stay until 1.30. They were still nowhere near where they were supposed to be. And then, like, at 2 o'clock, like, he had to leave. And the guy was in line. Before, like, I think he told me he went in line, like, around 4 a.m. Like, I was, I felt so bad for that guy. But, I, I would not have gone. I would have canceled. I'm not going to, I'm not going to a graduation. Yeah. I mean, would but, you, would you have went? I, I would have stayed, I would have stayed at, at the, at the, at the, I would have stayed mm-hmm. at Nathan Phillips Square. There's no way I would choose that over graduation. I don't know, man. That's definitely a Toronto moment. That and Drake's existence, even though I wish he would disappear. <laughs> oh, you have problems with Drake? I do not like Drake, but he's going to get cancelled in the next decade for sure, for sure. Waiting for his downfall. Wow. I'm waiting for his downfall. That is going to be the first one to start the hashtag Drake is cancelled party. 
I, I just like to say right now that I don't want smoke with the, the BTS Twitter, K-pop Twitter. <laughs> they I will don't, end you. Like, I, seen it, I seen you. it on Twitter happening once, and I know that those... I think it was a person who was verified, where he's like, oh, I want smoke with the BTS oh, Twitter. Oh, it's, I want it's that with- guy from H3H3. Yes, that goofy. And massacre. all of a sudden, I woke up. H3, was that? It's a podcast. Okay. So he, he, I wake up to trending. I, I wake up to, I was just looking on Twitter and then I see the trending. Uh, it was like, it, I think it was like band, band K-pop accounts or something like that. And then <laughs> I click it. I'm like, it's, t- it, oh, I don't want to say that, but it's uh, like, oh my God, what's going on today? So I click it and I see it's all the BTS people and like all these, the K-pop people. And I'm looking, oh, and they're all saying, uh, they're all like dragging him. I'm like, yeah, subhanAllah. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, that guy, he really had no leg to stand on. He's so problematic. They will literally destroy him. He's so stupid. Also, like, K-pop, the thing is, this decade is what K-pop, like, it means. Oh, K-pop has dominated this decade. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. They have, I'd say, I mean, they, especially the last couple of years, have really... Uh, become international. Really international. And you yeah. see them getting nominated for, like... Yeah. Uh, Grammys and like American yeah. music. I'm not, so, you know, like, like us that. OG people, okay? <laughs> that we used to well, OG, when you say OG, you mean like early, early to ten, early this decade, like people listening no, to it? No, right? I mean, like, we used to listen to K pop when we were 16, 15. Oh, so, wow. like, yeah, I was like, this is a very long time ago. Your age this is showing, pr- but okay. Yeah, sorry guys. This is before the decade. But at the same time, uh, that we knew from then that K pop would be international because. Um, yeah, K-pop has always, it, it was at first, it was just South Korea. And then there's this thing called the Hulu wave where it took over Asia and Ch- China, especially mm-hmm. once they mm-hmm. branched to China and Japan, we knew they were going to be worldwide. So it was just a matter of time. Um, I've done my, I'd say my fair research on, on K-pop and it's, it's, it's just so wild of how much of a storm it's become. When like I was being introduced to it, and like when I was like seeing, I I'm like what what do you mean? It's, like who would understand that? It makes no sense. And I said normally like whatever North American people, or like I'd say most English speaking people would like. That's what normally is gonna be like the biggest thing in this world. Mm-hmm. And they told me, oh yeah, it's Korean music. Like it's gonna be good K pop or huh? This what? when I first when uh-huh. people told me about it's gonna be a storm, probably yeah. like 2017. Yeah, okay. At that 27. time, it was already famous. It was already big, exactly. Yeah. So 2017, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. And to the point where I kept denying. And then 2018 is when I seen, like, when I started seeing them on my TV was a whole different story, right? Versus yeah. me going looking for them. So when I open up my TV and I'm watching, like, uh, I'd say music awards or something, and I see BTS on there or, like, and I'm like, what? What's going yeah. on? yeah. The thing is, they were on the same caliber as, like, European acts, you know? But, like, 10 years ago, I can tell you for a fact, 10 years ago, they were very popular in the Middle East because Middle East is Asia because of proximity. And mm-hmm. I could have told you then that they would be... I didn't think it would take this long, if I'm being honest. Well, you thought it was going to be a lot quicker than... Uh... Yeah, I thought by 2012, 13, right? Kran, like, around that yeah, time. Yeah, but if you think about it, you know, they were big. They like they were still doing huge concerts that were selling out, but they just weren't like mainstream on the news. Yeah, you know, I have a theory. You know who made them? You know who made them famous? Justin Bieber fans. When Justin Bieber, this is my my theory. When Justin Bieber went on hiatus, all the JB stands became K-pop stands, and the One Direction Ooh. stands became K-pop stands. Uh, yeah. Um, so what are they going to promote on Twitter? Nothing. So they found K-pop. 
Yeah, I'm telling you, this mania is very Western culture. Wow, you're right. It's after One Direction, like, like the dis- kind of disbanded, and Justin Bieber disappeared. That's when all of this there happened. There was this right? void, and then K-pop filled it. I considered BTS a movement. Also, another movement was Me Too. The Me Too movement, you know what's crazy is that, uh, I'm going to be honest, there's only certain things I care about. But And the Me Too movement wasn't that big of a deal, but I was supporting them from the sidelines. But what really shook me was the whole, the, you know, Rose McGowan and how we all thought she was crazy. And turns out she wasn't actually crazy because that guy, Ronan Farrell, he's like this famous uh, actress's son but he's no, best known for being a journalist and a Pulitzer award winner and he writes he has a book I think it's called Catch and Kill that went that's the one that won the Pulitzer and he does like investigative journalism and so he was writing an article for the Me Too movement for and he wanted to but he was working for NBC I think was it NBC Harvey Weinstein I think it was NBC he was working mm-hmm. for that and he was basically telling them okay I want to interview the co- my co-workers and stuff and they said no and you can't write the story and then they ended up firing him when they ended up firing him he started finding his own sources and he found out that NBC was a covering up for Harvey Weinstein okay and basically stopping he they're doing black me- black media on this whole story and mm-hmm. Rose McGowan this whole time when she was acting crazy and we were all making fun of her turns out oh, I don't want the, they're coming after me but Harvey Weinstein hired Ex Mossad, Mossad, right? That's what they're called. The Israeli Mossad, yeah, Mossad, yeah. yeah. He he hired ex Mossad uh, agents, uh, mm-hmm. PIs, to basically become her friends, and they ended up becoming her friend. So and he, he he so he sent in people to go in undercover. Yes, and become her friends and basically have a direct line every time she wants to do something. And they became really tight, like super tight with Rose, the one of the, the agents. And mm-hmm. she used to tell her everything. And so the story would go from her directly to Harvey, Harvey so every single time. So basically keep tabs on her. He kept tabs on her, used to threaten her. They threatened Ronan. It was insane. He wrote a whole book on it. And I'm like, these are the people you're trying to fight? <laughs> this is what you're trying to fight? It's never going to happen. But yeah, that's that's the only thing that really shook me about that story because it was a whole movement and like all these people. But we we were all making fun of it and we think that it's actually going to cancel these people and these people are going to held be held accountable. But no, these people have money on their side and spies. That's true. But I mean, I guess what's the alternative? Just be quiet about it. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I I do like, like the fact that accountability culture is a thing. But at the same time, you know, I'm sorry. The cynic in me is just like. It's not gonna do anything. How are you gonna fight? How are you gonna fight the president of the United States, please? Donald Trump. But I mean, he's impeached. Not that I even like. I I remember like people were tweeting about it, and I was so confused. Like, okay, like what does this mean? And then people said like the Senate has to like now vote him out or something, and that's not gonna happen. Yeah. So like, what? I guess I don't even get what it means for him. Like, oh, uh, so let it? me tell you what it means. Um, so impeachment. Uh, I'd say the House determines if um. If he did anything, I'd say anything that was either unlawful or unpresidential, like like he wasn't like like he's not allowed to be doing right. So the House determines that and they vote on that. So the Senate determines if he stays in the seat because of what he did. So in in the past, there's times where yes, like Bill Clinton, he got impeached. But he didn't get removed from office. So the Senate removes you from the office. So there's times where, yes, what you did was wrong. But because of what you did, you don't have to leave office. It's just us saying we don't agree with that. It's unlawful. And it's a stain on your legacy. And mm. also, and also um, mm. 
I believe the house is, oh, uh, sorry about that. Um, the house is, uh, re- majority Republican right now, I believe. The or house is majority no, Democrat. The, the house is the majority Senate. Democrat. Senate. Sorry. It's not my country, guys. Um, the house is majority, uh, uh, Democrat, and I think the Senate is majority Republican. Mm-hmm. So it made a lot of sense that he would get impeached, but whether or not he's getting removed, like, I highly doubt it, to be honest, because those are his dogs. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. There was, um, I'd say the person who, uh, the Senate majority leader, he, he literally said that I will not be an impartial judge. I am working with the White House and we're going to make sure. I, I, he said we're not going to get him uh, removed from office, right? What do they call it, him? Moscow Mitch? Uh-uh. They call, isn't it Mitch? Uh, yeah, yes. Mascot Mitch. Mitch. You're right. Mitch McConnell. Yeah. So it's mascot Mitch. That's what they call him. Literally. So he's, he's saying that I will not be impartial. I will put party above country and all that stuff. So... What um, this tells you is basically America's corrupt AF. That's basically oh, what this 100%. tells you. But at least, the th- and also it just tells you that Donald Trump is going to be voted in for another four-year term. Wait, so if he's impeached, he can he? So I guess he can still run. Oh yeah, yeah. he can still it run. It does it's nothing just to next... him. It's just a stain. It's basically the house saying we're putting our foot down. You did something wrong, and we're calling you out. You're calling you out, literally. It's it's just think about it like. Um, It'll be it, it, normally if you have an impeachment, it overshadows almost everything you did. If you Google him, it's gonna say you know, like I knew the only thing I knew about Bill Clinton was that whole affair and the impeachment. If I'm being mm-hmm. honest, like growing mm-hmm. up, so mm-hmm. yeah. But then Donald Trump is such a problematic person that I feel like that pales in comparison to everything. <laughs> like if we're being honest, to well, him, he, he will uh, see. Uh, he has done impeachable offenses before he even ha- walked into yeah, office. Yeah, if we're being honest. He's not, personally, he's not going to sleep because that word impeachment is going to be his nightmare for the next, the rest of his life. Which is why they're imagine. taking their time with it. They want, they want, yeah. they want to, I'd say, disrupt government activities and for him not to be able to do what he wants to do. So they're making life a living hell for him. This past, like, I'd say the, his last year right now that's coming up and election season coming up, I'd say the next, uh, I'd say October or November. Uh, I, I never thought he was smart enough, but what he's been doing is like getting judges on his side. So many Republicans quit, and like most of the Republicans remaining are Trump Republicans. They're not just regular Republicans. Yeah. And then he's doing voter suppression. Like he, they admitted it. So he's doing so many stuff that it's just like, you know? He's just, a, I'm not going to lie to you. Everyone else does, a lot of people do, like a lot of other like leaders do, do what stuff, he yeah. does. He's just a lot less politically i'd say he's not smart politically and he doesn't have the filter that's that's what that's why it hurts us i don't want to say it hurts but it it, it's like it hits you differently compared to other people but i personally believe mike pence is a lot worse than donald trump oh definitely that guy that he's crazy he's crazy like he's not normal forget about what he does just look at him he looks like the shaitan like a living form of shit just look at him I've never seen, like, I've never been scared of a human being like that. He, he just looks <laughs> His eyes are dead, devilish. Like, yeah, he I've just never, looks devilish. I don't know what it he is. He has dead eyes. But yeah. No, the thing is with Donald Trump, to me, it's like, how could you let a dumb person do this to you? You know? It's my pride. I'd rather a smart person take advantage of me than a dumb person take advantage of me. Yeah. That's just, you know. But, like, that's America. That's American politics. It's always a shit show. Also, another thing I'd like to talk about this decade is how Canadians ended up being on top. Um, Americans uh, obviously ended up with Trump this decade. Uh, the UK ended up with uh, Boris Johnson and their health care is now the NHS is compromised. Yikes. So I'd say uh, Justin Trudeau got voted in twice. 
So I, I'd like to say that um, although people obviously have different opinions on Justin Trudeau, we still have most of our things intact. Although we do have yeah, a conservative sure. wave coming, yes, here too. But it's uh, we're it? suppressing it. We're doing a really good job. That's the thing. I was so shocked. It First of all, I'm, it couldn't. This was the best outcome for our election for it to be a minority for Justin Trudeau. If I'm yes. being honest, yeah, Literally, it was the best yeah. outcome, yeah, that's and I, I was so shocked. First of all, I live in Alberta, conservative central. Our whole area was blue. Okay, even my neighborhood oh, was my blue. God. I was so angry. But you know, at least I thought I thought that was a great outcome too. Like I I guess before that, I didn't even understand like what the different you know. Uh, what the different outcomes were but like people they just like a lot of people will tell you to vote one way mm-hmm. and it's like why yeah like it's so weird and like this the minority government only happened because like people voted for who they wanted to vote for i feel like if more people because from what i saw a lot of people wanted ndp but they were too scared because they thought that everyone was like a vote for ndp is a vote for conservatives but then that's how it always is always is everyone votes strategically that's that's what's wrong with the voting system in general like they shouldn't you shouldn't be scared you shouldn't be scared to vote for what you want but in order to prevent what you don't want you vote for someone else but at least in canada we have options it's not only two uh no, there's only two. There's only two. <laughs> You're not no, but last year the, when it was John, what's his name? John, oh, I forgot his name. The guy, the NDP had the last election. We voted more NDP than we did. Uh, yeah, this year, yeah. I think people were really scared of what's his face, that guy who left. Now. Andrew, think, Andrew, Andrew Scheer. Scheer. No one I think him, yeah. the f- I think the only reason why NDP lost a lot of seats is because. People were really scared of Andrew. Butch is weird because we had Stephen Harper before. Uh, no, no, no. Let me tell you what was wrong. Andrew Shear, if we're like breaking him down as a leader, he is not charismatic. Yeah. He is not. He's. Uh, I don't want to say. I don't want to say. I don't want to say he's not good. Look, but he's not pleasing to look at compared to Justin Trudeau. And that's another thing. We're you have to be likable. Yeah, you have to look. He doesn't look prime minister quality. You have to look prime minister quality. You have to look like strong, stern. Um, you have to also look like, um, you, you also, you have to have passion, charisma, and like inspire people. He didn't have those qualities as a leader, which is one of the reasons why I feel they lost. They won a lot of seats, but if you looked at the polls, they were saying how the conservatives will win, but his likability is not even close, like, to, uh, Justin, Justin Trudeau and Jack Mead Singh. Because, mm-hmm. but they had the popular vote. Yeah, exactly. So it depends. You have to be likable as yeah. a person. And he, he. I'm not saying he was a bad person or anything. He just wasn't likable. You need you need to have likable people. And but the but didn't conservative win like popular vote? The popular yeah, they vote? did. Cause literally, everyone in Alberta voted conservative because they hate Justin Trudeau. And they don't hate Justin Trudeau because he's Justin Trudeau. They hate the whole kumbaya. Let's all we're all equal people. And also, oh, he's he's neglected the West. If we're being honest, and the pipeline issue, a lot of things where Justin Trudeau does not even look. Our at the premier West. is Jason Kenney, and he's doing absolutely shit. But they'll still vote conservative. That's what I'm gonna Ken, say. Kenney's doing a lot worse than him right now. We Kenney's have, out here cutting Doug services Ford. left and right. You guys have Doug Ford. I'm I, sorry. I can't believe we have it, and I can't believe like. It was it didn't it was a Tobico North like he won in like the Dixon Riding. Yeah, D- Doug Ford runs in the Dixon Riding. He. I'm sorry. He actually runs. He was voted. Yeah, he's voted in. But uh, if we're being honest, like we didn't know 
that he was going to be that bad. We only, like, we, at him as, like, a Toronto city councilor for him doing municipal politics, he was, he was decent. And to be honest, they didn't like him. They liked his brother more. Yeah. His brother yeah. Um, passed away, but he, they, people liked his brother more than him. But also, it was what he was saying, like, from what I've heard of Khabarers and mm-hmm. stuff, it was literally because he said he was going to remove the sex edit. Yes. You know, Somalia. All of them wanted that. Yeah. Did he do it? Yes, end? yes. That's the yeah. first thing. Day one, that's what he removed. That's what they wanted, and that's what they got. They're very one-track mind, you know. At least for the they next, were... I hope in the next decade, people are going to be more educated in their, like, politics stuff. From what I'm seeing from UK Twitter, there are lost cause. Oh, my God. Well, that was so funny because Twitter really made it look like, you know, someone was saying, like, you guys really think Twitter is real. Like... It's all shit. It's an optical illusion. No, truly though, from Twitter, I realized that Boris Johnson was gonna win because the minorities were fighting. When minorities are fighting over who they're gonna vote, it's the last cause. I'm sorry. No, it's just if you look at it the way, um, I'd say, Adam people like come together and vote conservative and stuff like that. They, they band really together. Each other. Yeah. If that. But minorities are always arguing about one thing or another, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then there was half of them on Twitter, at least, that were like, "Oh, voting's haram." That's what I'm saying. Oh voting God. a kuf, yes, <laughs> Half were saying voting is haram. So, half were saying vote conservative because of some loyalty they have to to their home countries. And like, if you guys are doing this when you're a minority in a country that you guys are being subjugated, and I'm sorry. No, just you. You could Twitter. It needs to be tossed out, all of them. <laughs> like you said, Canada won because, you know, we're self-aware to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Is it because we're so far removed from any other place except for Canada? Mm-hmm. Could be. Probably, yeah. But UK is not a real place, guys. It's We think it's a real place because of social media, but they're not real. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're not. There's no way that they do that in real life. They're not real. Like, the things they say, it's just kind of like, how, how, how? Yeah, very flagrant, very unnecessary. Uh, very they, they're um, weird folk. Um, <laughs> We're gonna have literally majority of our listeners are from this imaginary Narnia. <laughs> yeah. We see you though, and we support you. We see. You. Yeah, we respect you know our listeners. Everyone else in your country is weird though. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> Canada has won this decade. Yeah, Canada has won this decade. If we, if we wrap it back, uh, like wrap it back together, it's uh, Canada has won this decade. Definitely. But that's only if we're considering the US and the UK as our, you know. No, add in Australia, add in New Zealand, add in all the. Nah, even if you add all of them, and we're. we're add in Denmark, add in all of them. Right, we still win. What are you talking about? Isn't Denmark like the happiest country in the world? Yes, but, but Den- ask yourself. Ask yourself what? But, but ask yourself, do they have the world champion turn after? <laughs> Facts. That, no, that is I all we need back. to justify it. Exactly. We have, we're the world champions. We don't care. I guess that's how we're ending wrapping up this decade. It's 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 not how about you start. It's about how you finish, and we we finished we finished on top. <laughs> we we're ending this decade as champions of the world. <laughs> if you think about it, we are. So like, do are are there any things that you know you're gonna? Well, not really New Year's resolutions, but like, what are some things you guys have learned this decade, and you know that you're gonna take with you into the new era. Um, I don't know. If I were... Um... Aren't you planning to go live in the mountains? Oh, yeah. So, okay, yeah. It has to be in that next decade. Okay, so I'll say, I'll say, um, I'll, I've, I've learned to be a lot more 
smart in like what I say, um, where I say it, and everything like that. A lot more self-aware, personally, and um, I'm also planning on obviously, as as um, Istahil said. I plan on disappearing at some point during the next decade and hopefully resurface for the next, uh, you know, decade podcast. Um, inshallah, if you guys are still running, doing it, I'll be gladly willing to hop on again and, you know, give you guys an update on how that's going. Um, I also plan on, if I'm looking at it in a personal standpoint, um, um, 10 years from now. Wow. I can't even picture what I'm going to be doing 10 years from now. Right. But, Ten years ago, you're probably like, "Oh, I'm gonna be married by this time. I'm gonna have kids. I'm gonna own a business." But like, ten years is really not that long. It's it's not that long, yeah. yeah. But also, you think you're so like ten years ago, we probably thought like being twenty five or whatever is like being in your twenties or mid twenties is like you're so old, like you're you're a grown. Throwback when everyone said I'm gonna get married at eighteen, nineteen. Who, who, who said that? Who's okay? That's a, I thought. I thought 23. Yeah, 25. But that's also because 23 seemed so big. But 18? 18, yeah. yeah. Not 18, but okay, at 18, you would say I'm getting married at 21. No yeah. ones. Okay. Nah, okay. I don't think I said that either that's still. T- no, nah, I didn't say I said that. Okay, I personally know I didn't say that, but um, I just know that people were saying that. Mm-hmm. Well, some people did. Some people didn't. Mm-hmm. We and some people actually did get married, though. <laughs> so yeah, shout, out, shout out to you. Did. Shout out to you. Well, Najib, what about you? Uh, inshallah, I'm not in school at the end of next decade. <laughs> um, <laughs> that came from the heart. Thank you, Social place, Allah. It's been, yo, bro, it's, it's been a long time. I, yeah, man, I'm still in school. Uh, hopefully, uh, inshallah, I get that done with. Um, yeah, you never know. Um, you, you'd like to, I want to travel. I think people want to travel. I don't know about you guys. I haven't traveled as much as I would like. Oh, to. can we talk about the best places we've been? Yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll say it. Um, I think the best place I've been to is Japan. Japan? Uh, this past yeah. decade? Flex. Yeah. Flex on them. What about you, Ikran? Oh, um, Cuba. Last year. Tears. That was amazing, yeah. That was, yeah, that was... What about you, did you? I, I think I'd be a very bad Muslim if I didn't say Umrah. So I'm going to Wow, you're that. lucky. Oh. That's a blessing, Mashallah. Yeah. Mashallah. No, no, so, uh, that's my answer. Mm. And you like, beyond, honestly, beyond that, like, I haven't... I've been to the UK, so, like, I really think, like, what... If it's between those two, like, <laughs> I think Arma takes the cake, man. Uh, You're like not Narnia. Yeah, yeah. yeah nah. I mean, he had no choice. Nah, <laughs> UK is Toronto with an accent, man. It's like there's nothing different. No, no. So, please, please don't, so, don't ever degrade us. So, so I'll say, I'll say, Saudi was was the nicest place that I've been. And yeah, uh, for me, the best place I've been uh, this past decade was Zanzibar. Well, I heard it's like very uh, beachy. Yeah, it really is. But that's the best place I've that's been nice. this past decade. Mm-hmm. And where do you guys want to go in the next decade? Um, well, we can wrap it up I, with that. I have I have a long list, but um, where I want to go, where top hmm? top place or the first the first place. place I want to go immediately. Um, I I wanna I wanna travel Southeast Asia a lot, but yeah, but my number one spot that I want to go to next right now. This is hard choosing one. Did you go? I'll come back. Did you go? Oh, I'm I'm a very basic person. You know what I'm saying? I just want to go to Paris. Um, what? Okay, yeah, niggas, niggas in Paris. Paris. Yeah, I, yeah, he just wants yeah, to go just, to take a picture of the Eiffel Tower. That's pretty, and I just want to caption it. Niggas pretty in Paris. much. That's like eighty percent of the reason why I want to go. <laughs> and, <laughs> and also because I'm still Hanach that um, my friends were there during the World Cup when France won. Oh, and, that's oh wow! They were there, bro, man. It was 
It was oh man, so I wasn't there during that, but like I, I was wanting to go, and yeah, so I think I, I, that's the first place I'd rather go, to be honest. That's actually a betrayal, but yeah, you could have went when you were in the UK. Isn't it like two hours? Yeah, but you know, I was a young, younger at the time. Was so long ago? I had no say over where I was supposed to be going. <laughs> I've decided I want to go to Russia in the next. Ru- decade, yeah. What? Ru- really? Yeah, Russia. Okay, Russia is on my list. Explain your logic. The reason why I want to explain is there's a lot of propaganda, like these countries that have propaganda against them, like. Russia and stuff like that. And North Korea? Well, n- North Korea, yes. Oh, uh, not really. Israel? North Korea is on there, but I don't know. Israel, cut. That doesn't count unless you're going to, you know, Palestine and Quds and Aqsa. No, I would, I would never go to, I would never go to, you know that there's countries that ban you. If you go to Israel, they ban you going to their Muslim countries like Pakistan and stuff like that. I see that happening. Yeah. But what if you're going to Palestine? Like a lot of people go like through it. Yeah. You have to go. Yeah, you have to go to Tel Aviv or Jerusalem. That's uh, mandatory. You have to do that. I mean, so long as you don't give it like if you have to give like a reasonable explanation, right? they will stop you. No question, though, I think. Uh, no, nah, I'm not going to. I would, yeah. would want to go to Jerusalem, too. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. Like, if I could, if I could just be dropped in Quds and then picked up again, you know, teleportation, yeah. that'd be beautiful. Ooh. That'd be great. But yeah, the reason why I want to go to Russia is because the architecture is just outrageous. And I, I'd like to see what's going on in that country. I'm just curious because I feel like there's like, there's an image. Yeah. It's not as, I don't think it's as bad as what the, like what, what's put out there by the media and stuff oh definitely you know the thing with russia every time i think of russia i think of i don't know if you guys know this cartoon but it was called anastasia it's like this fox disney-esque movie and like yes i remember anastasia yeah, yeah. It, it's set in uh russia oh i did watch that it's the blonde yeah. one right she's the redhead redhead redhead, redhead yeah. yeah and like yeah, yeah, they yeah. have like the song the st petersburg song and it's like i just want to be there i want to go to that st petersburg mosque, Peter- exactly know? that's where i want to go st petersburg is my number one spot not yeah. even well, Moscow, yes, and then the Kremlin's obviously beautiful and stuff like that. But Saint Saint Petersburg is where the architecture is so yeah. beautiful, and they have a lot of Muslim culture, like you know. Shout out to Habib. But yeah, I guess you want to risk your neck to to see if the news is fake news or not. One hundred percent. Yeah, so I think yeah, he's from uh, Dagestan, which is like I think it's like a province or something in Russia. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, so. That's I mean, what I remember. Same big on my guy. That's Dad, what about you? Where are you going? For me, honestly... We have to plan our next trip. Yeah, we're trying to... That's what yeah, we have to do. Yeah, that's on my... The top Not of the list, Cuba again, also, though, right? No, we're going to... Oh, hell no. That was that was great, but, you know... We're going to do something different. But um, mostly, because the last 10 years were really exhausted the life out of me. So um, the next 10 years is probably... I'm trying to live my best life and so go to, like, relaxing places. That's why I'm probably never going to go to Paris or New York, or any of those places, probably going to be like, in, you know Mark Queens? Do you guys know Mark Queens? Mark who? Mark Queens, he's this YouTuber that goes all over Asia eating food. He goes all over the world. But That's he goes my to like, goal. Yeah, yeah, he went all over the world, but mostly his first few episodes were in Asia, like China, and like there's like Muslim culture all over Asia that people don't talk about, and mm-hmm. like they have food cuisines and like amazing culture, and it's like, wow, what? <laughs> So I want to, like, check out those places in Asia. I rate that. That's nice. Yeah. It's pretty amazing yeah. like, when you see that. You're like, wow. So, like, you can find Islam anywhere. You don't have to, you know, go to only Muslim countries. That's true. Yeah, same. I mean, I feel like I do want to go to, like, Europe at some point. But definitely, like, on the same wave. Like, I need to go somewhere relaxing and zen and just, you know, 
<sighs> just relax but also I the decade that sigh that sigh was the decade sigh yeah yeah but you know like I can't even pretend like this new year is gonna be any less stressful you know I just gotta in three years four years inshallah I'm gonna be less stressed and more zen but until then we here we move we live traveling is escapism at this point like that's our escapism if we're being honest what traveling yeah it's like a form of escapism now escaping what you know like your reality, your reality. yeah that sounds pretty sad guys like come on why can't you just travel to travel you don't travel to travel no one travels to travel yeah i, I travel to leave this depressing wow, environment that i'm in right wow, now wow. and yeah. I, I i would the whole reason why i'm traveling is i'm fine i'm trying to find something that i can't find here really are you sure yeah. maybe you just don't like the place that you're going to or no, no, no. It's just that Toronto, it's, I don't want to say, I, I, I won't travel to a place where I know I'd get the things I could get in Toronto. I travel yeah. to places where to experience new things. That's the whole point ah. of me traveling. Yeah. You know, when you go to places where people don't speak your language, don't know what you are, they keep staring at you, but at the same time, they're welcoming. It's like you're a completely different experience than mm. this constant, mm. like we're always on when we're in like a culture that knows us and like, you know? Mm. And you're always aware of the community too. Like I don't, I want to forget about all this shit. That's true. A lot. Yeah, you know, I really want to leave the city, but you know. Anyway, <sighs> we can't. This can't be a. We hate. Can't, we we just no. talk about how amazing Canada is, you guys. Let's. Uh, no, no, this, no, no, we're the world champions. We just need just, just time know. to escape to appreciate Canada. That's what we need. That's it. I know. Oh, yo, yeah, exactly. When we went to Kiva, remember we came back and we we're like Canada. We love you, Canada, <laughs> with your bread. Oh my God! Wallahi, we came back like being so appreciative of food, of you know being in Canada. So you know you just need to leave sometimes to appreciate what you have. But um, I guess guys, we've been on this for long enough. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up now. Do you guys wanna? Ha- do you guys have any closing remarks? Any closing remarks? Okay. Um, I say um, this has been an interesting decade. Uh, we survived it, guys. Congratulations. We made it to the end. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to jinx this. Yes. There's like eight more days left. So, oh, um, my God. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Yeah, you know, oh. maybe by the time this episode comes out, inshallah, we're all still here. Uh, but we made it. And <laughs> we made it. Say, there's a new decade. Um, we're just getting older. So, you know, saying hopefully we're getting wiser as well. And, and yeah, that's, that's about it. Inshallah, nothing but khair, barakah, and, you know, um, good things for the next decade upcoming. Yeah, and all our goals are actually goals that are good for us. Shall and that, that 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 are accomplished. That yeah. you know the most. Well, we ended it with the yeah. draft. Good job. Okay, perfect. Okay, so we'll have Najib and Abdullahi's ads in the description. And if you guys want to join the conversation, <laughs> you conversation. Can, uh, conversation. We have to do it for Hafsa. Um, you can email us at abuanchronicles at gmail dot com or add us on Instagram, Twitter. Or curious cat, I think, at a blonde podcast. Yep. Yep. That's it. And that's our app. Salam alaikum, guys. That is all. Peace.